Abby. And I'm Allie. And it's About About Time for True Crime. Hey! Gosh. Every goddamn time. Every single one. But that's all right. Love you. Hi, guys. Hey! Happy Thursday. How are you guys doing? Thursday. We're so happy for you guys to be joining us. And we're happy to be joining you on your drive to work, your lunch break, your drive home. Your time that you're trying to kill while you're doing all of the paperwork that you hate doing. Oh my god, are we in the shower with you? Are you naughty? Oh my god. I bet you're naked under those clothes. You slut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you guys doing your makeup, driving, um, showing your friends this cool new podcast? Hey friends. Hi. Um, I'm Abby and that's Allie. Hey. So um, how's your week going? Ours is boring, but that's good. We like boring. I'll we take do. It. And I'll you know what? It. November is a great, like a great month to work at a place where they give you every single holiday off because we get like a freaking bunch of days off in November. It's way more than any other month. So it is my favorite in terms of like <laughs> PTO. We love those federal holidays. Hell yes. Veterans Day and Thanksgiving and then the day after and all that fun stuff. So <sighs> we love it. But we're glad that you guys are with us today. I I don't know. This week has honestly been kind of like droning by for me. Like I am so excited to host my friend. Like I just can't wait for her to get here. So mm-hmm. I'm like, come on. I know. You know. And I'm so excited to host Friendsgiving in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And oh, I got to get some more decorations. And I'm I'm thinking, so I'm not usually the kind of person that decorates for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Normally I'm okay. very much against it. Really? But I don't like christmas decorations being up like into january okay. like i will probably take them down the first week of january because oh. for me i just need to like start the new I, I need to start the new year and i feel like it's holding on to the last year I, it sounds very weird so i feel mm, like i, I don't get it don't get that long with the tree up so i kind of want to put it up early see here's just my to thing. have it up you know entering the months of seasonal depression Every absolute thing that I can hold on to for like the smallest smidge of serotonin, I will keep up. So like for me, November is a really interesting time of like the fall specific decorations start to come down Mm -hmm. or like the Halloween specific ones come down. And then the false, like the fall general decorations will stay up and then I'll add the tree and then I'll start sort of replacing some of the fall ones with Christmas ones. And it like prolongs the decorating, but then I'm like, ah, pretty fun lights, ornaments, hot cocoa movies and like it feels okay <laughs> i love ornaments too like so much and mm-hmm. like in growing up our ornaments were never just like the store-bought ones it was no. always homemade or gifts or things like that so we would always like go on like we would if we went on a trip or did something we'd get yeah. an ornament from there and so it would have like the years and the names and my parents still have all the ones that i made in like kindergarten yes, or something same. like that and so they're like you know falling apart and the glue is like holding on by a thread but like they're so delicately placed back yes. in the boxes when they go away and everything and so our tree just sort of like tells a story or at least like my parents my parents tree does so now that you know i, I don't have yeah. a tree with them anymore um we've started our own tradition so that. my fiance and i have like one for our cat and we have like <laughs> ornaments for like our you know every year that we were dating i got him an ornament with photos from that year yeah and so now we can kind of like go in with the year on it. So we can kind of go and like look at the yeah. years. And But I do love trees that like tell a story and just have like sentimental 
value and, and things yeah. you can look at and be like, oh, that was from 10 years ago. And that's just so special to me that, you know, the family traditions and things like that. So that always makes me happy. I always, you know, put the favorite ones yeah. in the front, you know, so everyone can like look at them. And my parents did the same thing. And for us, like my brother and I, we each got our like shoe box of ornaments that we made as kids and it's just so much freaking tissue paper like wrapped around them so they don't like you know it's what hot glue on like two wooden popsicle sticks and they're like delicate 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 like yes um but they love it so much because you made it yes and my like artistic little seven-year-old ass was like green and red and purple i love that Ooh, Who is like, she? trendsetter all sorts of things and i love like there's one ornament that has a i think a photo from my first or second grade year oh. and i have this little bob like haircut and i've got these big hoops in and i just look crazy but i love it like i have just like this little round baby face and like trying to be sassy but like cute when that goes up can you send a picture we'll have to share it with the pod <laughs> yes i that. will um And the other thing that's always funny, like that I always think about with our family tree for Christmas was we always did um, through our church, we would do like a adopt a child for Christmas thing. So Mm -hmm. you get like a list for some kid who's in the area that either needs some sort of financial help or like their family can't afford to do like a really nice Christmas. So you get a list of things Mm -hmm. and you can help out. So we would always do that and my brother and I would always get to pick one so I would usually pick a girl and he would usually pick a boy and like you know we'd add them to our Christmas shopping list and so our church would always do like these clear round ornaments and they'd fill it with like tinsel or something and just sharpie on the year and like the person's name that you like adopted for that Christmas so we have so many ornaments with like random people's names and people (laughs) will come over and be like who is that and I'll be like us you know just a thing just, like, just, it's a it's a story it's a story <laughs> but no i don't have like a family member named like zulane or something like that right i think that's a birth control i'm not even gonna lie to you guys <laughs> yeah, you know what i mean not family members not names that yeah like friends that i've had forever yeah. they're like that's you didn't not tell your me cousin's names like <laughs> you didn't tell me about all these relatives i have? know so that's fun i think about that a lot but yes definitely i'm all for sentimental like Christmas ornaments and then my roommate and I now we will get one and we'll like name it so we have this little polar bear we named Tumnus and we have this little like oh, oh yeah Tumnus is great Newton is obsessed with him oh he like like at first we thought we, he hated him yeah and then he'll like sit by him and like hang out and I'm like oh he's, he's like got a friend are crazy huh I know he's <laughs> like dude you suit like you get the easy end like <laughs> They pet me all day long. You only have like a month a year, guy. Relax. (laughs) You're going to be fine, Dominus. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) But good time of the year. I really like this. Like, I don't know. I just love the transitional seasons. You get to sort of slowly watch everything settle. And I like that. I know. I'm ready for like hot chocolate season and things like that. Do I like being cold? Absolutely. The frick, frack, not. But I'm always cold. Yeah. I'm like, finally, people are on board. Let's get that fire going. Let's get that blanket on. Like that. And also, um, oh, my goodness. I just really like snow. Ew. As someone from the Midwest, we got a lot of really cold winters, but not a lot of snow, which is just like the worst of both worlds. Because you're like, oh, cool. Now I'm extra cold. And what's that? Only ice. Nice. So like coming out here. Not having to drive in that. Yes. Yes, it is nice. No, it just, 
okay first of all driving on ice terrifying like absolutely terrifying but black ice is everywhere nor'easter is yeah but you can you usually have warning on nor'easters you can stay home well I, I will be doing that now yeah but like you don't always have it when you're just driving someone home and it's like what's that a giant patch of black ice that's been there for like eight months cool love it. love it so i love that and i like that it's just like pretty and sparkly and i like you know, the first couple calm snows. i don't like after the plows are out and everything's like brown and the like yeah. snow banks are like i think that's also why i like blizzards because it covers up all of like the oil stained snow yeah. on the side of the road that's or nasty like, you know the the little spots where all the dogs like pee and you're like yeah. oh. you're like oh you're all peeing there nice okay. Good, good. So good, when they good, said good. don't eat yellow snow, it's not just one dog's pee. It's like eight dogs pee. Yeah. 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 Love it. But um, on that lovely note, we're not there yet. So we can enjoy our enjoy our fall into winter time, which yeah. is nice. I like it. Do we want to uh, spook this calm intro up? Yes. This was very calming and relaxing and a nice conversation. And I think it's time for me to ruin it. Yeah, I love that. So cool. let's get into... A case full okay. of jealousy, Ooh. infidelity, <gasps> love, Ooh. secrets, Ooh. violence, yikes, murder. There it is. That's there why we're is. here. That's, that's okay. the one. All right. All Tell right. me about someone I'm going to love and then inevitably have to grieve. Okay. So we're not going to start with the person that you're going to love. There's okay. two different couples here. Ooh. So we have four spicy. Four players total, but like kind of five. We'll get into it. Love. So we're going to start back here with Shauna Nelson. Mhm. Bear with me. So Shauna was born Shauna Bunts, B U N T Z okay. in 1973 in like Greeley, Colorado. Big Bunts and I can't lie. Yeah. I had a feeling you would do that. Um <laughs> So I believe that Shauna was born to a single mother because there was no mention of a father. But regardless, the mother felt that she was not ready to raise her daughter and gave the baby up to her sister. So okay. Shauna was actually raised by her aunt and uncle and she and her cousins were raised as siblings. Okay. The issue is, though, is that Shauna didn't know this until she graduated high school. Holy hell, that's so a long time. So she graduated in 1990 and it was then that she found out that the woman that she had grown up calling mom was her aunt. And she didn't resent them for that, but she resented that everyone else knew and she didn't. Well, she was, of course you would. It was sort of like earth shattering for her to find out this truth about herself. Mm-hmm. And she was upset about that for a while. Yeah, understandably. So moving on. Okay. In 1992, at the age of 19, Shauna began working as a 911 dispatcher in Weld County, Colorado. Okay, Shauna. So she, didn't, she didn't go far. No. Um, Weld County, just so you kind of have a visual, if you're like me and need a visual, um, is about an hour northeast of Denver. Okay. Okay. And, um, don't think of it like Denver though. Don't think of it as like a city like that. Well, no, it's like an hour northeast. So northeast, so a little more rural. Yeah. Yeah. This place has its roots in like agriculture. Think okay. farmlands, grain, so like cattle. The other edge of suburbia. Where yep. like, you know, it's city, city suburbia, true suburbia, you know, Correct. rural. Yes. Okay. So um, looking at the photos, it is really beautiful. 
But just to point this out, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, Weld County or, you know, Greeley, Colorado, because it smells like manure. Yeah. Like there's there's just that like heavy farm smell that not everyone is used to, especially if you're coming up from Denver. Yeah. As a kid, I would like gag at manure smells. So we'd like go to any fair and I'd be like, (laughs) but now it's like your perfume or I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Um, (laughs) So this is our scene. This is where we're this is where we are. So she's not even 20 years old yet. She's working as a 911 dispatcher, which isn't an easy job. No. Um, and I was going to commend her on that. Like, that's a, if you're going to do something, like, at least that's helpful for people. Mm-hmm. So in 1992, is still working for Weld County. And this is where she meets Ken Nelson. Ken is a sheriff's deputy for the Weld County Sheriff's Department, and they hit it off immediately. Love. They began dating in 1995, and by 1996, the two were married. Oh, shit. And in the following years, they had two children together. Okay. So they really said, we're taking this thing off. Yep. So even with two little ones at home, Ken and Shauna both kept their jobs. Um, Shauna enjoyed her job. She had lots of friends at the sheriff's department in all different roles. So she had dispatch friends and police friends and friends in records and, you know. Right. And um, she became good friends with this woman named Michelle Moore. Okay. Who was also a sheriff's deputy, but Michelle was younger than Shauna. Okay. And they would hang out outside of work in groups. They would hang out just the two of them. They would go for drinks. They would spend a lot of time together. Okay. Um, sometimes Michelle would even babysit for Ken and Shauna. So whatever they were up to, they could they could go do that. They had a trusted babysitter there. So things were going well. Okay. Things were going very well. And then in 2004... The Greeley Police Department and the Weld County Sheriff's Department sort of joined forces, Ooh, they so to merged. speak. Um, so Greeley, Colorado is in Weld County, but according to Oxygen, they quote unquote consolidated 911 operations. Okay. So um, as this happened, the staff from both the Greeley PD and the Sheriff's Office were all working together. They literally had a merger. Yeah. So Just they like the office. began mingling because that makes sense. Yeah. So, this is where we enter Ignacio Garris. Okay. He's a detective from the Greeley PD who now is working with the people from Weld County. Okay. So, he went by Ig. So, I'll go by... I'll call them both. Okay. Ignacio, Ig, whatever you want to call him. Ignis. So... Nasty. Ig gave an interview to Dateline and was quoted as saying... We started talking about some issues. She was having problems with her husband. She, meaning Shauna. Okay. Was having problems with her husband. I was having problems with my wife, Heather. We started confiding in each other. And one night, it became intimate. Mm -hmm. So, this wasn't just a one night thing, though. No, not usually if you're already confiding in each other. Yeah, and not a casual every once in a while thing either so now ig and shauna meet because they're all mingling Mm -hmm. they start having a thing but remember shauna's husband ken the other police officer also works there so when you work in a place where everyone knows everyone it's hard to keep things private Mm-hmm. And a secret affair doesn't stay secret for long. No, it never does. And in this case, lots of their coworkers knew of the affair. People, they just caught on. I feel so bad for her husband. Yeah, and so of the people that caught on, 
was Ken Nelson, Shauna's oh, husband. Ken. And Ken was beside himself. He was angry. He was crushed. He was heartbroken, but firm. He wanted a divorce. Yeah. And the couple separates. So yeah. Shauna and Ken kind of take a break. They go their separate ways. They don't live together anymore. Shauna moves into an apartment. Remember, they still have two little kids at home. Ugh. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Well, I'm probably like 10 years old now. Still, they still children. have kids. Yeah. yeah. So I want to put a pin here because I want to sort of rewind the clock to get some background on Ignacio and Heather. Okay. Um, because again, he's married. So Heather met Ig in college and it was love at first sight. Aww. And in 1991, they got married and Heather was described as kind and warm. Okay. Everyone described her that way. Oh. Can I throw my little two cents in here? Sure. You guys, I I don't know anything about this case and Allie's kept me. Just give me a little rub. Hold on. Okay. Um, I had this friend in college and I'm just going to like in my own head copy and paste her little love story onto Heather and Egg because mm-hmm. it's very sweet and I'm hoping that I don't get my crush like my hopes crushed oh, on no, this. Oh, you totally will. Um, but her and her, I think now fiance, saw each other walking across like the quad like a bunch of days. Like they had a schedule where they would pass each other. You know, she was coming out of class. He was going to class. Mm-hmm. And they would always like make eye contact and like smile a little bit. And then one day he finally came up and he was like, you have the most beautiful smile of anybody I've ever seen. And I have to know your name. Oh, yes. And that's literally how they met. Like, and I'm just in my head, like love at first sight is that like you literally pass someone and you're like, I need to know them. That's how they were. That's so cute. That's how they were. And they like instantly hit it off. Instantly like fell in love. I love that. And Heather was super kind, super supportive, super nice. Yeah. And a friend to everyone. She was just friendly. She was social. I like her. When Ig decided he wanted to be a police officer, she supported him. And she did not, like, work in the criminal justice field. She worked for a bank. So, mm-hmm. like, when they're out of school and they're doing what they're going to do, that's where that's the route she took. He wanted to go into law enforcement. And he did. He became a police officer in Greeley. Mm-hmm. And the work was hard and the hours were long. But he was a great officer. He helped a lot of people. And mm-hmm. she was very, very, very proud of him. Oh. Um, but naturally she also worried about him it's a very dangerous job and there were parts of his job that he and heather didn't talk about right and on purpose he would tell her that like he knew it would stress her out and if it was all right with her he was just gonna keep something separate and i think it helped with her anxiety to not know yeah all the bad stuff especially if he were undercover or things like that things where there's elevated risk yeah Um, and it it is concerning especially when you love someone that intimately to like have that close relationship but support and know when they go off kind of the risk they put themselves at like that is hard absolutely and they sort of had this agreed there's some things we don't talk about Mm -hmm. especially when it came to eggs work yeah And Heather and her sister, Wendy, were very close. And Wendy also gave an interview to Dateline. And when asked if the couple was happy, Wendy said they were very, very, very happy. Mm. Like, just, they were, they were in love. Ugh. Um, And Wendy and Heather told each other everything. Okay. And this, this matters later. Okay. So, in 1997, Heather and Ig have a daughter. Okay. So... 
we're kind of edging up closer in time to catch up with where we are in our story. So things got tough in the early 2000s um, when Heather's parents both died. Holy hell. Her dad had had a heart attack and passed away and her mother had died of cancer in 2003. Holy shit. So she was crushed and the grief changed her. She had severe bouts of depression and anxiety. She was on medication that made her very much not like herself just to get through the day. In an interview with Dateline, again, Ig described that at that time their marriage was this way. So he said she'd come home during that year. She'd eat, then go up to the room, and we wouldn't see her till the next day. Yeah. And that went on for a year. Intimacy became absent in our relationship. Yeah. So Ig felt unwanted, unloved. The relationship wasn't much of one anymore. Right. And this is the same time that he meets Shauna. <laughs> and remember... There's parts of his job that him and Heather agreed not to talk about. And Shauna gets it. Shauna gets it it. because she also works in that system. Right. And has been the spouse of a law enforcement officer. Yeah, you absolutely understand all of that. And where Heather is in this point where she's not offering really a whole lot and i think that even like her family noticed like the grief hit her hard but she was not herself she would get home and she would go to bed she was not and they also had a young daughter yeah they had a well she was born in 97 so what seven eight year old yeah she had still a young kid so he's being he has a very high stress job he's being dad the, the main parent yeah trying to connect with his wife in a time where she's not able to connect right not at all blaming heather at all she's she's definitely going through it but these are the circumstances that what happens sort of comes out of of course like everything in life it's messy and there's it's never all one way someone can't be entirely great or entirely bad but these are like these are the vulnerabilities that really open up a relationship to sort of deteriorate in this way Mm -hmm. like i think for me the thought process is always okay if you're not connecting together you're connecting elsewhere and that's when it gets sticky like you have you have to be careful who you let yourself be that intimate with even if it's just emotions like of course emotional cheating leads to physical cheating absolutely and in a lot of ways emotional cheating is severely worse i, I mean yeah my thoughts too but just It's a bummer because I totally see it and I understand, but it's also like, it's on you. Like you made a promise. You're the one that has to figure out how to keep that up through all of the things. You took vows and you, you know, but life goes on, you know, things, things were happening. And so I see, I can see how it happened. I don't agree with it at all. There's, I have no sympathy for cheaters. I just don't. No. Cause it's like, okay. uh, Me personally, monogamous. I know that other people, I don't know if, you know. If you're polyamorous, if that's like an evolved state that I have not gotten to yet or what, to everybody their own, you know, that's Mm -hmm. fine. But for me, the whole point of a relationship is that that's my person and I'm their person. And like, not in a possessive way, like I own them or they own me, but just like I know that if I need something, that's who I'm going to, emotional or otherwise, like, and hopefully same. It's supposed to be your best friend and it's supposed to be the person you can confide in. And I'm sure that... And it has to feel really... Like, I mean, a little bit like abandonment, even when it's grief related, when the other person isn't there for you. So I understand it. I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I don't agree. No, I can see how Ig and Heather would both be miserable at this time. Absolutely. I can understand that. But then, of course, now he's met Shauna. 
Yes. And he's still with his wife, Heather. And from the outside looking in, he's a loving and doting husband. He's a family man. They are a happy couple. They've been together for over a decade. Yeah. You know, again, the outside looking in, things look happy. Right. But at night... He's sneaking off and he's meeting up with Shauna. And they're sleeping back to back, not talking, you know? Yeah. And so at the time that his affair with Shauna began, he's working the midnight shift. So while his wife Heather is home sleeping and their daughter is sleeping, he's bumping uglies with piece of shit Shauna. And Shauna's Shauna's a piece of shit. And we're going to get into more of that. So this whole situation gets stickier when Shauna finds out that she's pregnant. Oh, when don't they find out they're pregnant? So she gets knocked up in July of 2005 <sighs> with Ig's baby. Oh, Ig. And she is dead set that this is Ig's baby. We're really in it now, Ig. And again, according to Oxygen, he had asked her to get an abortion and she did not. And in March of 2006, she gave birth to a healthy baby boy that she named Christian. Okay. And... At the same time, Ken and Shauna, who were separated, have now discussed revisiting their relationship. Oh, okay. And agree to give their marriage another shot. All right. Ken agrees that he can try to look past it, but that means that everything with Ig needs to be completely yeah. done with over. Period at the end of the yeah. sentence. And... um. Ken said that he would adopt Christian, the baby, and raise him as his own. So he would raise a okay, son Ken. as his own and move on from the heartache and just resume being a family again. Right. Patch it up. And at the same time, Ig told his wife, Heather, about the affair. Okay. Oh, she'd, poor Heather. She'd had her assumptions. Yeah. But he sits her down and tells her. Confirms. And prior to this... Heather had always told him, if you ever cheat on me, I'm I'm gone. I'm it's out. Done. That yeah. is that is a hard boundary for me. That's it. And he didn't want to tell her for so long because he knew yeah. that that's where it was going. That's where it was going to go. But he just couldn't keep it from her, whatever. And Heather is now made aware of the affair. Okay. So Heather agrees to work on their marriage. He says that he... She does? He, she does. Oh, she shit. does. Okay. But she says, Shauna needs to be gone, gone. Yeah. Like, that ends today. None of that. And you yeah. tell her that. Yeah, Bean. Mia agrees. She's like, you tell her. So, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He, in front of Heather, calls Shauna up on the phone, okay. tells her that their relationship is over. And in December of 2006, when Christian, the baby, is nine months old, he relinquishes his parental rights. Okay. So Shauna and Ken are raising that baby boy. As their own. As their own. Ken has adopted this child. Okay. And Ig and Heather are working on their marriage. Shauna and Ken are working on theirs. Okay. So right now, things are looking like they're mending. Correct. But no one's dead yet. And I know it's a true crime podcast, so we're not done. We're not done. The Damn. issue is, Shauna was bullshit. She didn't want the relationship with Egg, with Egg, Egg, <laughs> with Egg to end. She wanted what the him. Fuck? She told Ken that it was all over. That she wanted to focus on him. That she was so sorry, but really, she still fully anticipated. Shauna is a piece of shit. What on continuing this affair, that's what she wanted. Ugh. So, 
Leave it be. Like, you literally have everything you could. Like, that is the best possible outcome of two people cheating on their spouses and then getting pregnant. That is the best possible outcome. It's like, okay. She is so lucky Ken tolerated that shit and, like, understands that it's not the child's fault. Right. Adopts this child who isn't his. Takes care of him. And agrees to like, raise him. I want to work on this because I love you. What the fuck? And she tells him to his face that she wants that, that she's so sorry, that it would never happen again. But she's been like <sighs> trying to get back with Ig. And okay. she's making that clear. And he was never into Shauna for anything romantic. It was literally the booty. Yeah. It was Her big it was bunts. a bo- it was a booty call. It was did you say big bunts? Yeah. Oh my god. Um you're not <laughs> wrong. And but his love was always for Heather. Right. And he wasn't able to give that to her with the what was going on. Right. Not excusable. Does not mean find comfort in another woman. No, but it, like we said, it's shitty. We don't agree. But all of the circumstances, of course, that's going to leave room for vulnerability. But I can see where all of these things are. Right. Where all of these things are happening. So Shauna's bullshit. Ken doesn't know this. Oh but he, she is beside herself that she was dumped. And she's like, you're not breaking up with me. Oh, my gosh. She was leaving threatening voicemails for both of them, for Ig and for Heather. Got Heather, hell? Got Heather's number, was, like, calling her up. Oh, yeah, big time. Saying, you will pay for this. You will. You broke my heart. Things like that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Quick little pin. There is a movie called Butter. It came out in 2011. It's got a bunch of funny people in it. It's very, very raunchy. But... Olivia Wilde mm-hmm. plays a stripper mm-hmm. who hooks up with a client, mm-hmm. goes to the client's house, and she's like, your wife? You're going to let your wife come between us? I thought you had morals. And like, that's what this reminds me no, of. No, seriously. You're going to let your wife come between us? No. What the fuck? For real. Ah. And so she's been told that he does not want to pursue a relationship with her. He right. told her to fuck right off. He will not divorce his wife for her. Right. He made that clear from the start, but I think she thought she could kind of like win him over. Right. And this is, again, after. She's already back with Ken, and Ken is raising Christian as his own. Shauna will not let up. So mad for Ken. (laughs) This bitch is relentless. So Shauna would show up to the same grocery store that Heather was shopping at, and she would make snide comments at her. She'd call her a bitch under her breath. And she was often accompanied with Michelle Moore. Remember that sheriff's deputy that she had befriended? Yes. So the two of them would like go in and with Michelle with her, Shauna was a little bit more ballsy. She had a little bit more confidence. She had like an, uh, not an ambiance. Oh my gosh. She had like an entourage. Yeah. Yeah. And she would, so she would act out a little bit more around them. And there were times where Heather was with her sister, Wendy, when this would happen. And Wendy would be like, who the hell was that? What just happened? She's like, just ignore it. Like, so did she not tell her sister about the affair? She, she did. Okay. But she's like, I, I need to put that aside because I need to work on my my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, it was horrible. She was like literally being berated, like out in public. She would find her out in public, like at a park, at the grocery store, at the bank, at whatever. Like this is what would happen. So. All of this came to a head, though, on January 23rd, 2007. Okay. Heather was leaving work with a group of her employees. She worked at the Colorado State Employees Credit Union, and she was in a supervisory role. And they're all walking in the parking lot to their cars, and then something 
absolutely terrifying happened. Oh, what? Someone dressed in all black and a grim reaper mask walks up to Heather and orders her to get down on her knees. That person wearing the mask said, you've ruined my life and shot Heather twice in the head. Are you kidding? Heather succumbed to her injuries and then she died less than an hour later. So hold up. Heather's leaving her job at the bank mm-hmm. in January. In January. And she's approached by this masked figure who shoots her execution style, basically. Yep. In front of her colleagues. In front of the colleagues. Okay, that's what in I wanted to like, This is outside this is with outside. her in the co-workers lot. around. Yep. What the fuck? Which is how we know that the person said, you've ruined my life, and then right. proceeded to shoot her. And okay. Shauna, good disguise. So, Heather was only 37 years old when oh. she was murdered. And... She still had a daughter at home. Yeah. So, oh, and the daughter was 10. Just so, just so you know. Um, yeah. So the coworkers that were there with Heather who witnessed this entire thing immediately call 911. Right. Naturally. And they said that they believed it was Shauna. They all knew who she was. They all knew the story. Like, she had confided in them about what was going on. They didn't know what Shauna looked like. Not that it would have mattered, because whoever shot her was in a mask. Right. Um, But Heather had told them about the threats that she got. She had gotten threatening voicemails and, like, text Mm -hmm. messages and, like, very unsettling things from this wacko. So, immediately, an APB was out for Shauna Nelson. Yeah. And this went out over the radios. But her husband, Ken, so Shauna's husband, is at work and hears it come in over the radio. Oh, my gosh. That his wife is a suspect in a murder. And he and his partner get in a police cruiser to go to their home to see if she's there. Right. Like, he hears that he's on duty. He's like, that's my wife. Let's go. And he's like, what's happening? Right. So, while they're driving, he literally sees her driving his truck. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'd be so bullshit. And so... He gets out and in front of the truck, blocking her in the roadway. And he's like, get out of the car. What did you do, Shauna? Get out of the car. What did you do? Mm-hmm. And we know that he's way too emotionally involved and that he should never have had a role in this whatsoever. Right. Absolutely. But I just get the sense that it's a very small PD. I don't know how many people are on shift well, or whatever. Also, it's just like if you break it down from somebody who has at least had enough of a foot in the game of like the field a co-workers are a lot like friends like you see them every day even if you're not close outside of work like those are people that you spend a lot of time with you get to know them like you know their life and then to know like a this is somebody who's the suspect is somebody who's like that one of us like in our group in our field we Mm -hmm. all know and the other person that we know is her husband and like feeling for him being like i'm so sorry if it's right i'm so sorry if it's wrong i'm so sorry and then like having him be like i have to go home and check to be like yes of course we totally understand but also she's still a murder suspect and having to be like yikes what are the boundaries with that that would be really hard yeah and so ken is like did my wife kill someone right (laughs) did she not you know he doesn't know but he knows that it's not called out over the radio for nothing either yes and so Ultimately, she's brought to the station to be interviewed. That just makes sense. And obviously not by Ken. Right. Um, but he is the one to be able to, like, talk to her. Right. Well, 
And he may have been the only one close enough, like, in that time to stop her. Because who knows where she was heading. And she was asked about Heather's murder. She denied knowing anything about it. But investigators literally found the Grim Reaper mask in the truck that Shauna was driving. Oh, my God. So, cut the shit, Shauna. All right? So, she was naturally arrested and charged with the first-degree murder of Heather Garris. Okay. Okay. So, then investigators begin looking at friends of Shauna's. And this is where they interview Michelle Moore. Remember, Michelle's also a deputy, and she's younger than Shauna. So, her own colleagues... Like, now have to pull her. And I don't know if they pulled in an outside agency to do this. They probably had to. Yeah. But these are all, they all know each other. Right. I mean, even if it's not a small town, which I assume it is because we're talking like rural, what, Colorado, you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Of course. But also, like, yeah, I'd hope they brought in someone. If not, impressed that they're still willing to Mm -hmm. do all of that by the book. And naturally, Michelle denied knowing anything about it. They didn't believe her. They were right not to have believed her. In November 2007, the day before Shauna Nelson's murder trial was set to begin, Mm -hmm. Michelle Moore was arrested for conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. Right away, Michelle agreed to cooperate. Yeah, of course she did. So she told them that she and Shauna had talked about leaving someone else's DNA evidence behind at a crime scene Mm -hmm. to make it look like someone else had committed a crime and how to sort of stage that to lead an investigation in the wrong direction right and because of this new information the start date for the trial was canceled and they pushed it back from november 2007 to february of 2008 okay so with these new installments now they reworked their case to include that and and things like that. there's more to investigate and find out so in february 2008 when they start the trial the prosecution said that shauna murdered heather out of jealousy and betrayal and that she blamed heather for being the reason that she wasn't with Ig anymore. Right. And Which like no offense, but That's her yes, husband. She's allowed to be the reason you're not with that man. That man took a vow to her. She took a vow to him. Nobody took a vow to you in and that couple. They like, said that she was trying to actually make it look like her husband Ken had murdered Heather. Oh, out of like rage for Oh, what the fuck? Poor Ken. So she was wearing you know how he was in she was in all black? And in his truck. They were, those were all of his clothes. Oh my God. His sneakers, his pants, his shirt, his sweatshirt, her base, his baseball hat. Imagine being him and stopping his truck with her dressed to the fucking nines in your clothes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. No bullshit. I'd be bullshit. She was trying to set him up so that it would look like Ken murdered Heather. And she got this idea likely from Michelle or at least tips on how to do it right maybe she said i want to do this how can i do that well where's clothes where's whatever driving his truck so if anyone saw oh what did they take off yeah Yeah. i'm like bitch did you not know he was at work though like what a fucking alibi like i'm a police officer and all of my law enforcement (laughs) co-workers like i'm literally on the clock you can see me i'm in the you know what i mean like please please also like if you didn't want it to be caught and you knew he was at work why the fuck would you do it in front of co-workers when you knew if it got called in, it would be called to him. Mm-hmm. Idiot. I mean, I'm glad she's an idiot, but she's a fucking idiot. So at this, you know, Heather's dead. So Ig's wife is out of the way. And if Ken were to go down for it, then her husband's out of the way. And then her and Ig can live a happy life. So then they can just live happily ever after. And Aww. that's the end of it. And then raise all their kids together. Nasty. Apparently. 
So Michelle's testimony was crucial in this part of the prosecution's case and the idea that she was trying to set Ken up. Then Shauna takes the sand, which, again, doesn't always happen, but we usually hear about it if it does. The Mm -hmm. defendant taking the stand in their own trial, especially in a murder charge, is pretty ballsy. Doesn't always always happen. Particularly if you do it. Like, if you did it. (laughs) And Shauna said that Michelle could not possibly have been a good witness because she and Michelle were in a romantic relationship and Shauna had just ended it. Oh. So she's saying that... She's jealous. Yeah, that Michelle must be jealous because she wants Igba. I'm like, what motive would... Not everybody okay. wants you, Shauna Bunce. And so Michelle was like, um, hey, so we never dated. Yeah. We were good friends. We were really good friends, but it was never romantic. But I'm not into titties like that. Yeah. Like that's don't spin that you know what i mean yeah. and there was no evidence to suggest that they were romantically oh involved at all but regardless and, and also a co-worker everybody saw how you were with egg mm-hmm. people would people obviously know what it's like when you're trying to like do the do you know mm-hmm. no ugh, dumb yeah and so it's just like that was her one like stab at trying to poke a hole in what Michelle said because Michelle had agreed to testify against her in exchange for a lower sentence. (sighs) Yeah. So the jury deliberates and on March 3rd, 2008, they return a verdict guilty of first degree murder. Hell yeah. She was given the maximum sentence of life in prison without possibility of parole. Okay. And she's currently in the Colorado state prison. Okay. She still maintains her innocence. Okay. Michelle Moore received nine years of prison time Holy as no. part of her plea or testimony. So they dropped it down um, to accessory to a crime. Okay. Ken Nelson divorced Shauna. Good. Obviously. And he is raising all three of those children on his own. Absolute fucking king. And Ignacio Garris mm-hmm. resigned from the department. As he should. Yep, Probably. and he <laughs> relocated to Florida. Okay. So that is that is the murder of Heather Garris. Okay, I... By Shauna Nelson, and Shauna's an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. And there's a few things I think we need to break down about this thing. Yes. The fucking balls of Shauna to you know, murder a woman in cold blood when she was the other woman. You took this man's wife from him. Yep. This girl's... She's got a 10-year-old daughter who now will grow up motherless and to know that the only reason that woman was ever involved in her life at all was because her dad was screwing around on her mom. Right. Well, and on top of that, like what vicious irony that this woman loses her mother and her father and that's why she ends up with this like crippling depression Mm -hmm. that leads to the affair, that leads to her death and kills her daughter's mom. And like... As someone who has not lost a direct parent, like, permanently at all, I can only imagine how much you just want to talk to that person, but also, especially knowing that her mom completely understands what that's like. Like, her mom lost both of her parents. Like, that is the one person you always go to for advice when you're a kid, and now you know that they get it because they've been through it, too, and you saw what it did to her. Yeah. That's going to mess with you. Like, that's going to mess with your psyche. And likely the 
the memories that she probably has of her mom is when her mom was going through that depression. So she doesn't At even least have most of like an, a lot of yeah, them, yeah. an accurate depiction of her mom, you know, right. not of really who her mom was, maybe in those brief months that she can recall. Right. But horrible. And also something that really frustrates me about this and this I'm going to get into this because I want to shit on Shauna mostly. Oh, but I'm going to throw this out there because it just kind of weighs heavily on me. And so I just feel like I need to. But if you are marrying someone like if you take that vow for better or for worse and you are like, this is the person I want to spend my life with. This is like my partner. You are signing up for absolutely every ounce of that. Mm-hmm. Like You take on their worst day. Like when you say I want to grow old with you and die with you, you're saying I want to be with you when you have to grieve your parents. I want to be with you when you have to grieve people that you lose and when sickness and illness comes, whether or not that's like the fucking flu or whether or not you get cancer and it comes back four times and we have to do chemo four times. Like that's what you sign up for when you say till death do us part. It is not till my mistress comes and shoots you in the fucking face. Death do us part. Like that's not part of that. So I'm just kind of bullshit about it because you know what you're signing up for. That is that is the commitment. Like, mm-hmm. I promise to love you during that, too. And I promise to be loyal to you even during that, too. And, and like, even when you might not be as available as I want you to be. Right. I well, can help you get help or something like that. And yeah, not to say that he probably didn't have severe stress, maybe right. PTSD from his own... And here's this woman who's able to talk to him about the things that he wanted to talk about. But you know what? Too bad. And then talk to your wife. Talk to a therapist. Because you know what? Your wife is currently going through some shit anyway. A. B. Obviously, she's on meds. So she's had to be able to talk to somebody about it to get meds, whether or not that's a PCP or therapist. Mm -hmm. But like... You can do couples therapy. You can say, hey, I really want to talk to you about the shit that's going on because I find that connection's important for me. But if it's going to like stress you out or trigger you, let's do it in therapy with somebody there. Or like, let's dissect all of that so that we can talk about it because that's a huge part of your life. Um, and just this idea that like, no, that's not to say you can always throw in the towel in a marriage and just count on it to work. Like, and I'm not saying that Heather did that either. Mental illness is not throwing in a towel. But like... I'm sure there are always ways that we can be doing better and improving ourselves. But that is not the promise that you made in good conscience. The promise that you made was to be there. And that just didn't happen. So that's one. Shauna, biggest balls I've ever seen. Like her balls, bigger than her buns. Don't even... Piece of shit. Like... Like... (laughs) Not just a piece of shit. She's like the warm shit dangling from the dog when it's like crouching. You oh know, my God, and it, it makes just... eye contact with you and you're like, fuck, I didn't, that's not the intimacy I wanted right now. Sorry. Uh. Like, <laughs> that's the shit that she is. And it stinks. And like, it gets a little bit on your shoe and then you have to like smear it in the grass to get it yep. off. That's Shauna Bunce. And I'm using Bunce because Ken does not have, deserve to have that name ruined anymore. I know. Love Ken. Fuck Shauna. <laughs> and just the, the sheer like jealousy over yeah over what and so they interviewed her co-workers afterwards like some supervisors and i guess it was no secret that shauna messed around on ken with other people too what the fuck and i don't believe that um i don't i don't know if 
Shauna was the only person that Ig cheated on Heather with. Mm-hmm. There might have been others too. Okay. Because he was just like going through it. And I think it was literally just like sexual intimacy. Right. He just needs an outlet. But like, yeah, but he left that like at the door. Like he right. left that. He's not coming and I'm in not and making like excuses for him, airing but, dirty laundry. But he's not trying to have relationships with them. Right. Like he has his wife, but like someone's paying attention to him. Right. Shauna wanted all of it. And I guess when she cheated with other people, that's how it was too. And she would blame the other spouse for being the reason that they're not together anymore. She would never look inward. She would never consider herself the other woman. It was these other people are in the way of my relationship with them. Well, and it's just so fucking frustrating, like the hypocrisy of it all. You think if Ken did that, that the mistress Ken had would be alive? Nope. Not after what we just saw. It's just, it is absolutely ridiculous and and there's kids and there's there are kids? four kids and also at the bottom of this again so fucking grateful she's an idiot but what an idiot you work in law enforcement like what kind of imbecile do you have to be to be like you know what these are the people that are going to solve crimes maybe i'll just tell them about all the ones i want to do what the fuck well and michelle was dumb enough to help her yeah and she served her time she did nine years whatever i don't I don't even know if they can say that she was aware of what Shauna was going to do. Right. But she may have given her information that she should not have given her or like helped her. Like right. if you were to do this, even if she's like, don't tell me the days or time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she, she played a role, but she was not the one that pulled the trigger. She is not the mastermind behind it at all. I don't think. And for those of you who know or who don't know and just kind of need a reminder or want one, the important part of her charge being dropped down to accessory to a crime instead of like accomplice in it is that if you're charged as an accomplice you can actually be given the exact same sentence Mm -hmm. so she could have also gotten life without you know that testifying down and while I think nine years does seem a little bit steep for like helping with information I can imagine that with a court case and like an entire department full of law enforcement it was warranted so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will put my trust there at least for now but yeah Nine years is a lot better than life. So if nothing else, she at least got a really good break. Like, mm-hmm. um, But holy shit. Like, and that's the other thing. Michelle knew the kids, too. She was their babysitter, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And, she, and, and no kid. They, they all lost parents in that. Yeah. Because Shauna's kids don't have a mom anymore either for right. different reasons. Right. And it was Shauna's doing. But they still don't have a mom, a mom. And that's the other thing. Like, obviously, I've been saying this whole time, like poor fucking Ken. But there are so many victims that aren't the initial victim. Heather, 100 percent a victim. Completely understand. Mm -hmm. But like secondary victims like Ken, like the kids, like people that their lives are changed. They're entirely new because they've had to go through this trauma and like grow through that or, you know, figure out how to move on while trying to figure out how to grow from that that's never like an overnight process but these are people that lose out ken was fully going to make his marriage work Mm -hmm. separated but he was like you know what i'll take this kid like okay i i would take you and another child over not you and And that still wasn't enough for her how do you watch your wife you know go through pregnancy with another man's child yeah that's nine months of swollen ankles and like crazy but, hormones and and like were they separated? Yes, but still having to see her at work, I'm sure daily. P- 
pregnant with another like that's your wife yeah what and then you can put that aside and say okay this child is ours is ours because my wife's child's my child and and if he's cutting ties to the son then i will you know what i mean yeah and also i'm like wow you decided real quick you were just gonna cut ties to your boy i don't know it Mm. just that's the thing so many victims here it I have a bad taste in my mouth. From no, him. I I like, think he's, I think he's owning that he was a piece of shit. But he it, was a piece of shit. But he was. Yeah. He's not as big a piece of shit as Shauna, obviously. No, no he's the poop after it's smeared on the grass. But, but like, he was he was going through it. He was going through a tough time, and leaned into a relation like a, some kind of right. relationship, quotey fingers with other women, right? Plural, and that. He he said that like he felt guilty every time he did it, but he kept doing it. Right. He just he had thrown in the towel on a lot. Yeah. And, and like didn't feel like himself. His wife didn't seem like her. And I get that. And it's hard. And I'm not trying to like downplay any of what he was having to deal with with all of that stress and with that line of work in general. Like True, it's a very but, traumatic. But okay, go to therapy. Talk to, to your th- friends. Yeah. Get an antidepressant. SSRIs. Fucking great. Awesome. We love them. But also, like, this is also part of my ish with, like, when people say, oh, we complete each other. You should be two complete individuals on your own. If your wife is going through a hard time, you should still be fine being your own person and not having, like, somebody else to lay in your bed at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Use your hand. Get some lotion. Pull out Pornhub like every other schmuck. And, like, it's fucking fine. It's that's just life. Like you're two complete individual people doing it together. And I'm sorry that she's having a rough time. That doesn't give you the excuse. But also he told her to have her being Shauna. He told Shauna to have an abortion and then fully just like he was like, all right, Ken can raise that kid. And now Shauna's in prison. Heather's dead. And Nick is still like, ah, Florida's great. Mm-hmm. Like what? The, you're not even going to try to be a part of your son's life. Oh, he are, he relinquished all parental rights. He can't. Like, if it was me, I would feel so, and like, you know, obviously this would not be good for the child, so it's not like I would ever say this to them, but like, I would probably feel so guilty at what my actions caused that I would like have to pour love into that kid to like try to make the best of whatever came out of it, because he's what's left of that situation. Mm -hmm. It's Ig and Heather's kid and Ig and Shauna's kid, and that's what he has left, because he kind of wrecked the rest of it, so like... What the hell? How do you do that? I don't know. It's horrible. And at the end of the day, Heather died for no reason. Yeah. Not not a single. Do you think Shauna's written him like love notes from prison? Of course. You think so? Yeah. Or she's found somebody else. I get the sense that she will pour it all into somebody. And then when she's done with them, she's done and she moves on to the next. Yeah. And will be very possessive. Like, I'm sure she's got women in prison that she's Mm -hmm. dating and are mad about a good time yeah well i'm just sure she's mad about you know you know whoever they're actually dating on the outside or something who knows but she still says she didn't do it and it's like who's putting money on your commissary Hmm? seriously like what the fuck so i i think shauna's just (sighs) a depraved asshat she just agreed and ig is not a good man i know i don't think i think he went through i think he dealt with a tough time and he's very remorseful and he owns now. He's like, I was horrible. Right. I have, I will have regrets for the rest of my life. They're not unwarranted though. 
But also, mm, you should. Yeah. Because you opened that box. You did that. You took the can opener to the can of worms, put it all the way around, told your wife, and then continued to open it. Mm-hmm. And then walked away and it's like, how'd the worms get out? You know? I wonder. You know, and... Those worms. How it should have ended was that, you know, the couples continue to work on their... Respective relationships. Yeah. And whatever that was going to look like, whether that led to divorce or not. Right. But you like, can't. you don't just get to decide that this woman no longer deserves to live because what? You think he's going to want you after that now? No. Uh, that ain't the way. And that's the other thing. It's like, just on a woman to woman basis, how? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, no offense. Um, Women like that are the fucking worst. Yes. <laughs> and like, not all men, but like men in my house, I don't know. I trust women because I know that we all get there's like a universal experience of like, I have to fight to be taken seriously. I have to fight to feel safe. I have to fight to be like a normal member of society. And then to let some fucking petty bullshit like, a, I don't know, like your your affair affair like your mistress sir i don't know get in the way of that like fuck that i'm mad and she's the worst kind of woman to i I don't know like she's just the worst kind of woman to just feel entitled to yes someone else's relationship someone else's person the uh, someone else's person that they stood before god and the people they love and took vows to love forever the entitlement thing really gets me. Like, I think few things really grind my gears the way that entitlement does. Because, like, the world owes you shit. Mm-hmm. That man owes you shit. His wife owes you less than shit. She owes, she, like, deserves to shit on she's you. She's lucky you didn't kill her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. She's lucky. She. You're lucky she didn't kill you. Yes. And it's just like, what in the fuck? How do you just assume the world is yours? And then what about Ken? Like, that is the man that you are supposed to love. And honestly, we know Ken can do better. <laughs> oh, we absolutely. Ken deserves the world beyond that. But. And Ken is like, to me, Ken is the hero of this. Story. Like, Ken and Heather, fucking ideal. Heather was like, yeah, did both my parents just die? And I'm in a really fucking bad depression. And you just cheated on me. Great. Let's make it work. Oh, I just got shot. Great. And Ken is like, cool. I entered into a marriage with you because I love you and we share a lot of things in common and we have a good time. Oh, you're going to cheat on me right in front of my face. Oh, you're going to get pregnant with that guy's kid. Humiliate me in my workplace. Get knocked up by the guy that I work with. Yeah. Give birth to that child. I adopt and decide to raise that child with you. And that's still not enough for you. And you still say, no, I still want him and I'm going to commit murder. Yeah. For him. Because you and your commitment is not enough for me. What the fuck? Ridiculous. So wow, 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 I, hate her. Um, I have a lot of feelings on that. <laughs> uh, this is emotionally charged. This is emotionally charged. Should we do a reprieve? I think we should. But before we do that, okay, I do want to just include some resources. resources here for domestic violence. Okay. You will find these in our resources tab in the Instagram page. Hell yeah. But I will also say them here. The National Domestic Violence Hotline for the the U.S. is 1-800-787-3224. Or you can text the word START to 88788. And we also have the hotline um, website linked in the highlight, which is just thehotline.org. Or you can go to the National Resource Center on Domestic Violence, which is nrcdv.org. 
where you can get more information about um, prevention, education, advocacy, research, all that good stuff. And you guys, always we are going to say it like look into your actual geographic location, like look into your state, city, town, that kind of thing. If you're outside of the U.S., definitely look into your national resources, too, because these are for the U.S. specifically. But, you know, you deserve to be helped if something is going on. You don't deserve to stay in a bad situation. And if you're concerned at all about any of these things, please remember that a lot of websites specifically, if they're geared towards helping victims of domestic violence, do have like a quick hide button. So for some reason, your abuser or partner comes home, you can sort of cover that up. I will not delete your history. You still have to do that yourself. Yeah. But it is important. And we do see so, so many instances of domestic violence turn fatal that do not need to be there. You deserve better. You deserve more. They deserve to get help and to get the fuck away from you. So, you know, be smart. Be true to yourself. Prioritize you, please. And be safe. Yes. Um, The ATFTC fam would never be the same without you. So... You need to do that for us, please. Selfishly. Take care of you. I know, really, for us. Um, But we are going to bring you a reprieve. Yes. Because this was... Sucky. Yeah. Yeah. Sucky. The worst. Wow. All right. Do you you listen to... Listen. Do you watch Parks and Rec? Yes. Yeah. The worst. Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) Okay, you guys. So we're going to do some Thanksgiving jokes because... Duh. Um, you just have to. All right. Do you want to go first? I will. Okay. Why did the turkey cross the road? Why? He wanted you to think he was a chicken. <laughs> Pardoning season. <laughs> uh, what instrument does the turkey play? What instrument? The drums. It's got two drumsticks right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you call a running turkey? What? Fast food. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> What's a turkey's favorite dessert? What? Apple gobbler. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I like that. How come the turkey didn't eat dinner? Why? He was already stuffed. Oh. Yeah. I actually what? don't like turkey. I don't either. Um, what was the turkey thankful for on Thanksgiving? What? Vegetarians. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one to end on. What I are do you like thankful for? Oh, um, today I'm going to say I'm thankful for wool socks in my car. Okay. Um, cause I'm cold and I like how easy it is to go places whenever I, like I want it. to. I like it. And I'm grateful for it. I yeah. am thankful for mm-hmm. all of our listeners. Hey, hey, we love you. Um, also thankful for friends. We're getting in the Friendsgiving just mm. space and getting all excited about what we're going to eat and what we're going to do and games we're going to play and yeah. fun things. And it's just good to be reminded of all the people that we love. Yeah. It's a good time. We yeah. love you all. We love each other. Yeah. We love cats and dogs and pets and pod pets. And yeah. All that stuff. Well, if you guys wanted to send us some pictures of your pod pets, we'd really love that. We would love that. We'd love for you to email them to us if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can do that at about time, the number four TC at Gmail. So that's A B O U T T I M E, numeric four TC at Gmail dot com. And 
you can get to our Instagram. So you can send DMs of your pets. You can send us um, fun little infos. You can enter our t-shirt giveaway on our Instagram. Yes, you can. You can do that by tagging some friends in our posts. You can do that by sharing our posts to your story. Each of those is a new entry and somebody will win a t-shirt. But... You can do all of that at about time for True Crime Pod with periods in between every word. So that's A-B-O-U-T, period, T-I-M-E, period, F-O-R, period, T-R-U-E, period, C-R-I-M-E, period, P-O-D. And of course, if that's too long because Instagram couldn't even let us do podcast, Mm -hmm. you can just find it in the show notes. It's right down there. Yeah. Yeah. So is our email. Just right there. Copy and paste. Yeah. Click on it. See if we can hyperlink it. I'll try. If not, copy and paste works. Or just, you know, Um, that's that's what it is. And if you need to look at it, you can just type it in and we'll see you there. And uh, we love you guys so much. If we look at that clock, that is about About time for true crime. Bye. Bye. See you Tuesday.